You're listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals. Hello, everyone. This is Liz Harvey coming to you from our studios in New York City, where we are dedicated to bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals across the U.S. In today's episode, we are speaking with Dr. Jeffrey Clark. Dr. Clark is the founder of Clark's Chiropractic Clinic, a pain relief and wellness center located in Omaha, Nebraska. He was born in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and graduated Palmer College of Chiropractic. Dr. Clark is educated by faculty and teachers of colleges worldwide. He has been in practice since 1981 and served on the Nebraska Workers' Compensation Board and is a diplomat of the International Scoliosis Research Center. Dr. Clark is considered to be one of the top chiropractors in the area, and he is also a contributing member of our national network of industry professionals. Today, we're going to talk about a very important topic, scoliosis. Hello, Dr. Clark. How are you today? Hey, Liz. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for being here. So, what is scoliosis, and are there different types of scoliosis? Uh, yeah, scoliosis. Obviously, when when anyone talks about scoliosis, they have this one picture in their mind. Of course, when you're looking at a patient from the back, you see this kind of gnarly S curve, and they think, "Oh, yeah, that's scoliosis." Well, but that's really not. I mean, that's that is a type of scoliosis, but but there's actually ten ten types or ten levels of scoliosis. Uh, believe it or not, if you looked at someone from the back on an x-ray and their spine appeared to be totally straight, mm-hmm. they could still have a scoliosis. Okay, and that's what confuses people. Because now if we look at them from the side, well, you see the emphasis of these other curves going different directions that are are too much of a curve in those areas. So, so hopefully that makes a little sense. So it's not just uh, uh, looking at someone from the back and seeing a scoliosis, but uh, you know, as a diplomat of the International Scoliosis Research Center, we keep finding there's about 10 grades, if you will, or types of scoliosis. So, again, it, typically it, it starts out as uh, a misalignment of one or more vertebrae, and uh, then it progresses. You know, the old la- the old saying is, uh, as a twig grows, so grows the tree. So if mm-hmm. a, if a tree you know if a branch is crooked on a tree, well it's going to keep growing crooked, you know. So we we got to catch those things early. And who is most at risk for getting scoliosis? And is it genetic? You, know, you, you do that with me every time you ask me two questions. Mm-hmm. So I always have to mm-hmm. answer the first one first. So Sorry. the person mostly at well no that's okay. What I'm getting at is because it, it, they're they're distinct kind of questions in that area. So the, the most people, I guess I, I should say it this way, more likely you're going to see young female adolescents get it a little bit more than young males, just mm-hmm. the way it is. I, we don't know, is that hormonally induced? Is it because typically they don't have as much um, defined muscle as boys? But we see it in both, boys and girls. Typically girls just a little bit more. And then... Uh, I think the second part of your question was, is this genetic? You know, when I graduated a long time ago, they were teaching us that these things occur, the scoliosis occur from trauma at about 80% of the the people that have it. So 80% of people that have scoliosis back in the early 80s, they believe was because of trauma. 
Okay, so mm-hmm. fall down the steps or sports or something like that. Well, now they've discovered and more and more research continues that it's probably more like 92% is due to trauma. Okay, mm-hmm. so very, very, very little is it due to hereditary factors, you know, genetics. You know, people say, well, I've got a bad back, so and my mom had a bad back and her grandma had a bad back. Well, if you look at the research, though, 92% of bad backs and scoliosis are due to trauma. Well, chances are good. Your mom probably had some kind of trauma also. Your grandma did too, and so mm-hmm. that's how we see that. And unfortunately, for a long time, we were thinking, well, it must be genetics. Well, it's probably not genetics as much as we used to think it was. All right. And how does someone realize they have scoliosis? And what are some of the signs and symptoms? You know, probably, I guess I'll say, unfortunately, a lot of people don't know they have scoliosis until it's really evident. You know, where maybe uh, finally one summer they're in a swimsuit and they're, you know, in the you know swimming at a swim pool and their mom or dad notices they can see this big curve. Well, the child didn't have any pain, and that child might be 12, 13, 14 years old before they notice it. Because, you know, all the other times they had clothes on and so on, so they see them in a swimsuit Mm -hmm. and they can see it. Um, They actually will do some, some, uh, at schools, you know, they'll do kind of a scoliosis physical, and and it's mostly to help, kind of help pinpoint, uh, you might want to go see, you know, your chiropractor or uh, a pediatric orthopedist because it looks like you've got a scoliosis. A lot of times those tests are basically would be like me standing behind you and and, and even not with your back exposed. You're going to have like a, your blouse or whatever you wore to school that day, mm-hmm. and you're going to bend over and touch your toes, and they're supposed to palpate and see if the if the spine shifts or not, and then kind of gives them, you know, makes them alert to that. But if those were successful, we wouldn't be seeing these kids at 12, 13 years old. They're, it's it's almost too late. They're, they've already got this thing going. So when I graduated, they said, you want to find these things at a, between the ages of 10 and 12. Well, now the the urgency is more between 6 and 8. So you want to find it earlier. So that leads to my next question. When a ch- When is a child typically screened for scoliosis, and what type of analysis is involved? Well, unfortunately, a lot of times they don't, they're not screened. And, you know, they're... There's so many specialists anymore with different things. You go to your pediatrician, and a lot of times it's for, well, my baby's got a runny nose. Well, he's teething. And so that's it. There's no other, you know, real look over on them. And so they may not go to someone that's going to look at their spine, may may never see someone looks at their spine. Well, again, unless a parent or maybe the child has pain, you know, a lot of people, most people with scoliosis early on don't have any spine pain. So if we wait for pain, well, that means the problem's already there and it's brewing enough that it's become a problem. Well, okay. Well, last my last question, how does chiropractic care help people with scoliosis? Well, let's just say you have someone that comes in at 10 years old and they they were sent because the nurse saw something at school. So, of course, we'll do a full spine standing x-ray. We don't want to do a laying down x-ray because nothing's under stress. We do a standing x-ray. Mm-hmm. Look at it that way. We do some 
motion palpation. We do some other testing, um, large muscle group range of motion, and so on. And uh, depending on all those findings, make some recommendation of how to care for it. Um, again, the way they usually begin is something happened. Remember the statistic I said earlier. Mm-hmm. About 92% of scoliosis occurred because of trauma. So then we look, okay, well, what happened? Well, about a year ago, I did fall down some stairs, and, and nothing seemed to be a problem. Well, maybe that's when it started. And so we kind of look at it from that perspective. Okay, are, are we going to be able to stop this? Uh, Liz, you know, years ago, and, and they still do it, just not as much because they found it's not working. If you have a scoliosis, the first thing they would do, you'd go in and they would put a what they call a Milwaukee brace on you. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Now, you're going to wear mm-hmm. this during your waking hours for the next three years. And then you go in three years later and they say, oh, well, good. The, col- the scoliosis hasn't gotten any worse. We consider mm-hmm. that a success. Well, you know, you can do that in, in chiropractic without the embarrassment of wearing a brace. And plus, you're actually increasing motion again, trying to open up those nerve channels. And, and working towards correction instead of holding it in in, in malalignment. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, again, and at the same time, we, we also are aware, too, that there's some that are too far gone. And those, of course, are, are the sad ones that you do have to set them up. Okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Clark. We know you're extremely busy, so I just want to thank you for your time and help today. Appreciate it. Thanks, Liz. And for our listeners across the country, if you are interested in speaking with Dr. Jeffrey Clark, you can either go online to www.theomahachiropractor.com or call 402-393-0566 to schedule an appointment. On behalf of our entire team, we want to thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you more top-quality content from our country's leading industry professionals. You've been listening to... RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals.